I want Popeye so bad, but I don't want it. I can't eat it. I don't want it. I can't eat it. I don't want it. I can't eat it. Oh, oh gosh, biscuits and spicy chicken and honey. And I can't. I can't because I'm going to bend my mind to my will. Or is I'm going to bend my will to my mind. I don't know, but I'm not doing it because I feel good. My stomach feels tight. I'm moving in Beyonce moves. Stealth, Sasha, fierce Beyonce. She did it. I'm going to do it too. Thank you, Bay. I'm not gonna give in. I'm not giving in to you because my mind is stronger than my will. My will is stronger than my mind. I am Beyonce. Yeah, I told her. I told her. Sorry, I'm leaving. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Well, hi. Hi. That's right. <laughs> She's back. Back, back, back again. Do you want to explain to your haters where you've been? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on vacation. Oh, yeah. Where'd you go? I went, it's, I went where you were when you were gone. But when I'm gone. But we didn't go together. (laughs) We went separately a month apart on the same trip, basically. Yeah. I was in um, the Maritimes. I don't need to say where. People don't care. They just need to know that's where I was. I think In New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Well, we're back together now. Yeah. Um, We're doing a... A little bit of a hiatus episode because the view is about to return in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Two days. Two days from now. <laughs> I you were going like two. And I was like, TV, Kevin. It's returning to TV. <laughs> in two days, it's returning. So we're going to fill you in on all the stuff that happened while we were gone. And also, we just watched Rosie's Cruise. It's called All Aboard Rosie's Family Cruise. <laughs> It's a documentary for HBO that came out in 2004. No, 2006. 2004. They set sail in 2004. Okay. But it came two out. Two years later, it came out a documentary two, it took two whole had years. come out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was nominated for an Emmy. It was. So we watched that together well, and separately. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about that later. But I do have a lot of view updates I want to share. Um, I'm a little horse, actually. Because <laughs> You're a pony? <laughs> you may have noticed that I'm a little pony. Uh-huh. I'm a little under the weather. Really? I didn't know. Really? Yeah. I al- nearly lost my voice last night as I oh went to the God. CNE, which I, I believe I stands no for Canadian National Exhibition. It's like a carnival yeah. in Toronto. And... Oh, lots of places, I guess, in Canada. You know, carnivals, they happen this time of year. And I went to one. Um, I was doing a lot of yelling. Like on the roller coasters? Yeah. Yes, gaga! I was trying to recreate every scene from Euphoria at the mm-hmm. carnival, um, but mostly I just ate a corn dog. <laughs> so yeah, lots of view updates. Uh-huh. Um, 
one huge update that we all know and are celebrating, but we can finally say officially uh-huh. is that Kiki Palmer yes. has um, been added to Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki, and Kiki officially. Yeah. And that is the name that they're going with. Strahan, yeah. Sarah, and Kiki. They're not going with, is the view a Kiki? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Um, they announced it on her birthday. And then that same day, she went to the VMAs and like just had the time of and her then, life. And performed motivation. <laughs> Actually, she did. Because on the red carpet, <laughs> I saw an interview with her where uh, they were like, hey, can you try and do the basketball thing oh from Normani's yeah. motivation? And she did. And they like bounced a basketball on her ass. I love that. Yeah. If there's anyone that could accomplish <laughs> yes. that, it would be Kiki Palmer. Yeah. And I think they're both from New Orleans, so maybe it's got something to do with that. <laughs> it's like something they do in New Orleans. Um, I love, I just love this for her, and I love it for Sarah. Yeah, I love it for Sarah because she needs a reliable co-host yeah. that will come up, come to work, and like, yeah. what, like Kiki Palmer. There is going to probably be an issue eventually where Kiki becomes so like her star is consistently uh-huh. rising. Like you say like eventually, but like, yeah, sooner than we think it's like already happening. Anyone who's like watched 30 seconds of an, of any like celebrity interview that the three of them do on that show, it's like, there's always one person who is like fades into the background Yeah, because Kiki is like so good and so on that like, there's always one person who has nothing to say. Yeah. Cause like we have been preaching for a long time. Like our fantasy world, Kiki Palmer hosts a talk show, and mm-hmm. here now we finally have it. And she could host a talk show with a rock, and <laughs> and she does when Sarah's not there. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, Kiki has good chemistry with them both, I yeah. think. Um, but like the three of them, it doesn't need to be the three of them. And I no. think what would be great is if Michael continued to take time off. <laughs> I think that. What doesn't work on The View would, would work, work for them. Yeah. Sarah wrote on Instagram recently, you make me feel younger than I am and much cooler than I will ever be. Thanks for delivering life's best medicine laughter every time I see you. Hashtag you make me better. Hashtag Virgo twin. <laughs> and then I sent that to Kevin and was like, me to you every time we, <laughs> we record an episode. <laughs> and like, I think... Kiki's reply was something like, you're so hot. Yeah, she was like, I don't do that. You do that on your own. You are young and hot. Yeah. And I was like, I feel, I still, like, there are certain things that happen day to day where you think, like, oh my God, I've died and, like, I'm in, like, a simulation right now. And that's how I feel any time that Kiki and Sarah interact. Yeah, Especially when Piper Parabo was on the show like three weeks ago. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, that's another thing I should say, like, cause I guess it kind of feels like I've been talking to you about this Uh ongoing, but we haven't like talked about it much on the podcast. We haven't been broadcasting it out. Yeah. But I have been, I normally, I wasn't watching Strahan and Sarah at all, but Mm -hmm. ever since Geeky came on and watching it all the time. It's like like, must see TV. I'm excited to see what they post on YouTube. And one of those things was Piper Parabo was doing an interview um (laughs) and it was so good and here's the thing it was like she was on to promote angel has fallen an action movie that no one even knows what the fuck that is yeah and it could have been such a boring interview because 
she i love her but she has interviews where she like is like i want to be serious and like i want to talk about things that matter to me I'm not going to like play your little games. She will not but play with, the Hollywood game. No, but with Kiki and Sarah, it's like they ma- were, it was like they were literally just sitting around and having a Kiki. And people know that Kiki has been an actor like yes. her whole life and that so she's they in respect the game. Her. Yeah, yeah. They're so, not well, they like know how to talk to her. Yeah. Like, and well, you not, know what it's like. Exactly. And it was such a good interview and I have not seen well, a good interview like that since she was like promoting cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> My takeaway was they asked her about the Coyote Ugly sequel. Yeah. And didn't Piper Parabo post her phone number yeah. on Instagram? She's been doing that thing that celebrities are doing now where they post their phone number and then like a robot responds to you pretending to be them and like sends you links to things that they're promoting. It's insane. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so Piper Parabo did that. Yeah. And then Sarah Haynes asked her, so is the Coyote Ugly sequel happening? Like, mm-hmm. did Tyra text you with the number that you posted on Instagram yeah. or whatever? And Piper's reaction was like so uncalled for. Yeah. It was like she was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> yes." She's when Tyra gets an idea in her head. Oh, so yeah, like something might happen. Yeah. And then like thirty seconds later, because this show is insane, they were like, "All right, work. Well, can we get on the bar and dance like it's Coyote Ugly?" And they did it. <laughs> she was like, "Okay, yeah, let's dance." And they just went and did it. Kiki Palmer is in the movie Hustlers coming out soon. Which is going to be huge. And that's part of why I think her star is going to rise. Yes. When Kiki Palmer came to the um, MMVAs, I think this was like two two summers ago now, or it might have been last summer. um, No one really knew who she was. It was kind of just like, oh, she's a presenter because, you know, whatever. It's Um, Canada. Because it's Canada. And I made eye contact with her and it was like a transformative three seconds. I was like, this is the most powerful. (laughs) These are the most powerful eyes I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Her and Normani make me so excited for the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they just feel like so talented. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, anyways, I could go on for forever, but I have a lot of new updates. Okay. One more thing. Talented, but not like... She's not like an egotistical, I'm too good for you, don't look at me type of person. She knows how good she is. Yes. But and she, she's like, I'm ble- I'm going to be on and be nice because I'm going to give you the best encounter with a celebrity you've ever had. Yeah. And some people aren't good enough to do that. Yeah. I feel like Rosie O'Donnell is very that. Yeah. Like she gives time to people. Yeah. Well, you can see that on Ask Ro. She mm-hmm. gives everyone one word. One word. <laughs> Okay. But that's more than anyone else can say. <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of you updates. I'm going to try to go through them as quickly as I can. Um, well, one of them is that while we were away, people started posting more articles about Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. They're so distasteful. Yeah. I hate them. It's not like, you know, the legendary Barbara Walters health is failing. Like, Mm-mm. it's like... It's almost Washed as just up, like, yes, decrepit, loser. Yeah. It's just so weird. But Radar Online posted one, and the headline was Prison of Pain. Barbara Walters' dementia leaves TV icon frail and fading fast in NYC apartment. According to sources, the brains behind the view is said to rarely leave her bed and doesn't even recognize her famous friends. Barbara suffers from exhaustion and fatigue, as well as anxiety and agitation. She's very frail and spends a great deal 
of the day napping recently. Is is it me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it says, as Radar reported recently, Barbara in her more lucid moments was still phoning into the view to give the girls a piece of her mind as she (laughs) plotted her return to TV. But all that changed with a rep for Barbara insisting she's not going public ever again, basically. And then it says that her friend Bill Getty was hoping that she would... be on his new Tamron Hall talk show as one of the first guests, but that uh, door is closed. The thing is, I don't actually think any new updates have come. Like, I just think people forgot that this was a story like a few months ago and they've just like rewritten the story. They're just recycling the same material that they had. I think it probably would be fairly safe to say that she does have dementia. Yeah. Because that's been reported so much. Yeah. It's probably true. There must be some tidbit of it that is true. Representatives for Barbara haven't said like, the dementia thing, not true. And yeah. I feel like that's something that they would say. Barbara just does not have dementia. Yes. She's just not doing interviews. They, they haven't said that. I think so too. And it's like, this is a woman who worked for so long of her, like so long into her life, so much later than most people in showbiz do, that I think that if she was able if she was at home yeah. reading these, being like, oh my God, these crazy people, I don't have dementia, she would pick up the phone yeah. and be like, hey, ladies, just clarifying, like, I'm good. I just don't want to, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's not like as if she like went into hiding just as like an older person in showbiz. It, so there's yeah. got to be a reason behind it. But I think it's so weird the when tone people, of yes. the articles. The tone of the articles is just effed up. Yeah. And I, don't understand it's like they're it's like how they talk about like 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 people in prison (laughs) like it's like how they talk about like charles manson literally says prison of pain like she's in her new york like mansion apartment with a butler who's yeah and caretakers yeah but (sighs) i i am i want to read audition again because i'm getting it does make me very sad barbara walters is obviously very important to me and i want to like reread audition because it's been a while Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's what i'm gonna do to celebrate barbara (laughs) during this time another update from a little while ago is uh well huntsman's back (laughs) because abby's dad John Huntsman has resigned as the ambassador to Russia. This feels like it was so long ago, but I guess we haven't talked about it. That's how long you've been (laughs) gone, Marie, and people have been waiting (laughs) to hear. (laughs) There are some people out there that probably uh, don't know all the Abby Huntsman updates, (laughs) actually, so... He's resigned. Some people don't um, have maps. (laughs) (laughs) He's moving back to Utah and people are saying he's probably going to like run for governor again. He already was the governor, I think. I don't know. I don't follow his career. Yeah. Um, I guess like the tone is that while he was like very professional and no one would say he did a bad job... (laughs) As ambassador to Russia, he also, no one would say he did a good job. It seems like he didn't do a job. I think, but also like in these times, like Hmm. to be the ambassador to Russia, it's a very strange time. Well, that's what I mean is like, I think that he didn't really have a job. Like, I think that because 
it's not like it was any other country. And because Trump has such an interest in Russia, it would be like trying to do a job while someone else is like breathing down your neck. His hands were probably tied. Yeah, and being like, don't do that, do the, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't I don't think he had much to do because I think it was all coming from above. I'm not a foreign policy expert, but I don't think, I think people are just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, it's not like he did anything of note. Um, Because he had nothing to do. Apparently also someone else the her name's fiona hill and mm-hmm. she's a top official in russian affairs um, she's a top in russia yeah on the national security council <laughs> um she's the, um and the it, she's leaving too so it's kind oh, of like yeah. his top russia people are yeah. finished yeah so he has to replace them both also he has melanoma stage one so that's another Ooh, thing sean huntsman yes Abby talked what? about it on The View. Like, like currently or like he had it? At this time, he has cancer. and What? It's And you know this, but we kind of, we did. <laughs> honestly, I'm having RuPaul memory. <laughs> it's something that she talked about early on in The View, but it was like, it was such a weird time because yeah. Megan's father yes. had just died of cancer. Yes. My point was just to say, like, maybe that's part of why yeah. he wants to come back home now. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, maybe he heard that his daughter had a DJ career taking off. And he was like, I need to come home and support her. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because I <laughs> want to talk about the family because I, over this hiatus, have become so invested in Mary Kay's life. <laughs> Mary Kay Huntsman, I have, I realize she is like an alien and she is. That's uh, Abby's mom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You must follow. You must follow on Instagram. Actually, I didn't have this prepared. Okay. Well, when they did the, the one thing that I like do know about her, when they did the interview, when they had like a video on the view of her parents talking or it was like a Skype or something for Abby's birthday. Her mom exhibited what I can only describe as alien-like behavior. (laughs) So Abby recently posted, uh, like, agree, agree, and here's more (laughs) evidence. Abby, um, this was, like, uh, on August 12th, and she posted... Three months ago. (laughs) She posted, going to start posting weekly quotes of wisdom sent to me from my mom because the world needs more of her and more positivity at Mary Kay Huntsman. I agree. And, and then, then the quote Abby was, said, no one can in space. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> no, the quote was to be a successful woman. You need to own your desires, indulge in your strengths, charm the world, live with elegance and ease create more abundance and enjoy femininity doesn't that sound like a real housewives no it sounds like a hair commercial for (laughs) l'oreal another reason that you need to follow mk Uh and don't like i know like there's a lot of interest around the john 2012 girls but you only really need to follow abby and mk because mary Kay posts updates on all the daughters so it's kind of like a hub for the huntsman's girls news yeah Um, she's doing deja the view but it's Deja the Huntsman Girls. Yes. So Liddy had her baby. <laughs> Great. And I don't recommend following Liddy on okay. any social media. Is she media. the one who was the comedian? Yes. But her views on things uh-huh. are... Toilet. Toilet. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then there's um, 
It's Marianne, right? Marianne's the pianist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Marianne um, recently, well, MK posted a picture of Marianne pregnant mm-hmm. wearing a gown at a piano okay. with Robert Redford. Stop. <laughs> she like the like the real or like a cardboard cutout? No, real. Real. She's a pianist, and she. It says it was such. An honor for our daughter Marianne, who is seven months pregnant, to appear on stage last week in Salt Lake City with legend Robert Redford, both of whom share a great passion for their art form. Their performance brought the house down. So proud of her, although we had to watch from afar because she's in Russia, our hearts were sitting right there on row one. What performance were they doing? I assume it was Huntsman's Back, piano version, sung Got by it. Robert okay. Redford. Got it. That's something you're going to have to think That's about and look for up. for me to privately investigate. <laughs> I'm here for MK updates only. <laughs> the real update, though, okay. is that the trailer for Bombshell has been released. And this is the movie that oh we my told God. you guys about yes. forever ago yeah. that Ashley Green is playing Abby Huntsman in. And it's the story of the Roger Ailes yes. sexual harassment at scandal at Fox News. We've been talking about this movie for so long to the point where like when we first talked about it, I didn't think we would ever see it. Like I never thought that the movie would get like would would get to completion. Yeah, I, well, I thought it was like going to be one of those things where they run into production issues 18 times and then never gets released. Well, I had hope because of like Nicole Kidman being yeah. in it and other But I thought A-listers. that was too ambitious. I was like, th- mm-hmm. I you could go back and probably find the tape of me being like, there's no way Charlize Theron will be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the trailer, so the trailer is very mysterious and I think yeah. it's kind of like, you have to know the story to get the trailer. Margot Robbie is playing a made-up character. Really? Yeah. Um, and so is Kate McKinnon. But in the trailer, it just shows Margot Robbie's character walking through the Fox offices, mm-hmm. and she gets into an elevator with none other than <laughs> <laughs> Megan Kelly yeah. in the flesh, mm-hmm. played by Charlize Theron, but she looks exactly like her yeah and she's truly embodying transformation tuesday that we haven't seen the likes of since monster and the music in this is like it's a horror movie yeah it's like american horror story it's truly does come off as like a ryan murphy thing yeah um and then uh gretchen carlson yeah played by nicole kidman which makes zero sense (laughs) What is that? I'm happy to see it. I love it. What yeah. What on earth I love were they thinking? And like, what a compliment to Gretchen Carlson. Yes. Um, and they get in the elevator and then they get off. And it's all about the tension because I guess you're it's, supposed to. It's the, it's supposed to be a teaser <laughs> of Megan Kelly going up to report what happened to her. Yeah. Uh, and I just. I can't wait. I'm going to be there on opening night. Yeah. If I could. Can we get tickets to the premiere? I'm going to put that I'm, out there. I'm getting the premiere. Fly us out? I'm getting the Cineplex super ticket. <laughs> I'm getting the VIP. Can someone please hire me to out report the on this movie? Because I'm going <laughs> to rent out the theater. And then any gay person. I'm 
<laughs> renting out the whole theater, <laughs> buying out all the seats. Any gay person who wants to come see it can come see it for free. Like, can I put that in the year? Like, I'm going to be so pissed when I start seeing all of these articles written about the movie and yeah. no, one, no one has hired me to do it. Yeah. So I'm putting that out there. That if someone wants us to cover the premiere and ask <laughs> Ashley Green the hard-hitting questions, yeah. we will be there. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up because I was going to say, like, I doubt that Abby is going to talk about this on The View. And I think that is so fucked up. Yes. Because, I mean, I guess for all of the, for all of the people from Fox News, someone who's much more famous than them is portraying them. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, I guess that's how movies work, but. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But it's like funny for Ashley Green to be playing Abby and then for Abby to not talk about it. It's just, I really hope that they don't let her get away with this yeah. because I, I mean, so I have no inside information. I'm just going off of my own like intuition yeah. on how this is going to play out. Yeah. I guarantee you Abby doesn't want to speak about it. Yeah. I bet you she's going to say I'm under contract. I can't talk about it or something like I signed an NDA, which is probably bullshit. I mean, maybe she did sign an NDA, yeah. but there's a Hollywood No, but, and I also movie. think that, yeah, the NDA is like to talk about her experiences at Fox News. It doesn't have anything to do with being like, haha, so funny that someone's playing me in a movie, well, but she'll also, use that as a way to not talk about it. Yeah. But also, even if you did sign an NDA at that time at Fox News, yeah. Roger Ailes is dead. Um, yeah. And this is a giant Hollywood movie. Yeah. It's like it kind of you now are in a position where you have to clear the air about your what the truth is, because now someone has made mm. a fictional movie about it. So we're going to assume that's the truth. So you have to speak out and say this is whether you have to say that portrayal was accurate or not. OK, but we know that she's going to go. That wasn't true. I don't want to talk My about it. My experiences at yeah. Fox News. I've said it before and I had great experiences at Fox News. Well, and then say blah, it. Blah, blah. Well, she, she's going to say it again. I need her to. It, okay. If that's what she <laughs> if that's what she You're wants. You're literally Lisa Rinna being like, own it right now. Well, <laughs> she better own it because the worst thing that could possibly happen uh-huh. is that she sits there on The View every day and says nothing but that's what's going to happen. I think the only way they would bring it up is if somebody, Joy, goes off the rails and like brings it up jokingly kind of to be like, well, we're not talking about that movie that Abby's in. Yeah. Or they'll talk about it on a day when Abby's not there and they right. won't even reference Abby being in it. Yeah. Which is that we cannot let this happen because that is not the brand of The View. The not view, in this day and age. That, yeah. Well, it, or it could in have the past. been in the past. No, no, especially not in the past. <laughs> no. In the past, they were more like upfront about stuff like that. They would call things that Kathy Griffin would come on the view. Well, yeah, and, that's like, what I mean is we need an out. We need an outside source to come in and talk about it because they're not going to want to talk about it. Well, then sorry, you shouldn't be a co-host on The View because <laughs> that's not what being a co-host on The View is about. It's about sharing yeah. your authentic views View, and experiences Your with views, your opinions. Anyways, I just am very excited and I hope that she okay. takes this as her moment to be a star. You're She's a star, She's not going Abby. to. Abby, be a star. <laughs> what could happen, you know how sometimes... It's like sometimes even though Megan and Abby are supposed to be friends, it seems like Megan is like working against Abby. I think that one way that it could come up is if Megan is like, 
gets heated about something one day and is like, well, Abby's in this movie and we're not even talking about it. I wish I was in that movie. No one in Hollywood wants to play me. And it came out from a place like that. (laughs) Except I think Megan's grateful that she's not in this movie, but I don't know. Sometimes she's like, I want to be because Megan's experience at Fox is like, I, I never had a bad experience. Well, yeah, but I I think that she secretly would have loved if like rebel Wilson was playing her in a movie. (laughs) That was so shady. Marie. Rebel Wilson. <laughs> you know what you did. I was thinking like, who's a blonde woman who would play Megan? That was don't shade. Put, don't paint me into a corner, Kevin. That was shade. Who would you pick to pick Megan or to play Megan? Um, like, oh, Hayden Panettiere. I I don't know. I was just trying to think of someone Southern, oh. Britney Spears. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Kim Cattrall, maybe? I don't know, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Someone else in this similar world, Uh Nicole Wallace. I Uh never have Nicole Wallace updates, but I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Because she's doing amazing. Like, she has her MSNBC show. Um, She's... She seems to be, like, hitting her stride with it. Uh She occasionally makes headlines for you know, ripping apart Trump and it's deservedly so, but she recently got in trouble because of some comments that she made. Uh, So have you same (laughs) (laughs) cut to three minutes ago. (laughs) Um, So she had a guest on her show named Raul Rees saying, um, well, it was after the El Paso shooting in the Walmart. Uh Um, which that in that shooting, um, the people that were killed, well, the killer, his he had like a manifesto that had a bunch of like racist and hateful yeah. remarks against Latino people, mm-hmm. and it, it said like Latino invasion in Texas. What what said that? Like in his manifesto, oh, okay, it had like things along. It the said lines. that in his manifesto. Yeah, okay. which is like it kind of like. Um, echo some of the things that Trump has yeah. said, although not exactly. But like, but a lot of people they're have in been the like, same like they're in, it's in the same book. Yeah, so yeah. like a lot of people have been like Trump kind of has empowered people to yeah. do things like this, and they were Nicole was doing the same thing that everyone else was doing, which was just kind of reacting to that. Mm-hmm. And she had a guest on that said. Um, when you use words like infestation, which Trump has mm-hmm. about Latino immigrants, um, he said, what's the next logical conclusion to uh-huh. make? It's to at- attempt extermination. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, that was a little spicy. Like, but it, but it's true. Like if you're using language like that, it's to what point? It's to say that we need to get rid of like you know, in his words, it's to say we need to get rid of these people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it to use the word extermination, obviously, that's gonna uh, ruffle some feathers. I think. I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, like it's, it's he's not like wrong, yeah. but I just mean when you say extermination, people are immediately gonna think of like uh, Jewish. Well, yeah, and but I think that that's the point was that he was that he's trying to make. Yeah, it's like it's we're not that far off. Yeah, well, it. I'm just yeah. saying it was spicy and people got mad. Yeah. Um. So then when Nicole like responded to that and mm-hmm. asked the question, um, she said, uh, she kind of 
she literally just had like a Freudian slip. Uh-huh. President Obama used the power of the presidency mm-hmm. to try to pass comprehensive immigration reform with the Latino community, Latino leaders at the table. You now have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos. So she said she repeated yeah. what he said as though Trump had actually right. said those words. Yeah. And she took so much shit for it oh my god get Um, a life people like come (laughs) on you knew what she meant but it was like handing like her little slip up of words was like handing people license to be like you this is fake news because it's a yeah it's technically like it's an opinion news show um so people were like the left is doing fake news like trump never said that Uh Um, people were like, so she had to apologize and someone was like one apology down, only about 10,000 more to go. Nicole, your network has been painting the president as the reincarnation of Hitler for years now. Only a person with no soul could continue to work there. Oh my God. (laughs) Her apology was like very measured. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like I should quit my job. It was like, I misspoke about Trump calling for an extermination of Latinos. My mistake was unintentional and I'm sorry. Trump's constant assault on people of color and his use of the word invasion to describe the flow of immigrants is intentional mm-hmm. and constant. Good like, for her. Yes. And all Good I for can her. Think- Don't back down and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I was wrong. Because no, you're not wrong. He is doing things that are inhumane. Yeah. And like all I can think is like seeing this and seeing her standing strong in her views, mm-hmm. even when she like made a mistake. I'm like, wow, seems like the qualities of a view co-host. Wow. Unfortunately, the producers at ABC didn't seem to think so. Uh. Um, so, uh, in a, on a, a similar note, uh-huh. um, while we were gone, yeah. Anna Navarro was in a bit oh of Oh my a, God. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how she went swimming with sharks. Like, literally, not figuratively. No, but tell me about it. She... Um, was on her honeymoon, I guess. Yeah. And um, her she husband, went to Africa. Yeah. And her husband wanted to go swimming with sharks. And she t- had like a cute tweet that was like, things you do when you're like newly married, like tee hee hee. I'll go swimming with sharks with my husband because he wants to go. And then she like made a funny joke about the, how the wetsuit was like hell. Yeah. But you know yeah. who else went to Africa at the exact same time? Who? Fran Drescher. What? Are you following Fran Drescher on Instagram? I am, but she only almost exclusively posts selfie videos, and I almost exclusively go through Instagram with no sound on, so I never know what she's saying. You have... So I was alerted to this through Brett Uh um, that Fran Drescher was in Africa, and I realized I'm following, like, this... I thought I was following Fran, but I'm not. I follow, like... A Fran, a Fran fan account? <laughs> like, basically, because there's an account that just posts, like, outfits that she oh, okay. wore on the nanny. And oh, I lo- okay. I love the nanny. Yeah. Um, but she went to Africa at the same time as Anna Navarro. And, like, on one of her last days there, she posted, like, she was, like, having, like, a euphoria moment. Where did she go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's the last day here in paradise. I'm so sad. I hate to leave this magical wonderland. Everything makes so much sense here. So simple. 
so honest, so special. You can't help but be a better person here. Well, I hope someday you all get to experience this wonderland that is the real earth, nature, as it was intended. I hope we can return to this on a global scale. Not even joking, that like could have been me when I was on vacation in the Maritimes. Like everything that she said. People are just so honest here. It's so so simple, so special. I hope everyone gets to experience this. Like literally me in Halifax. It's such an end of summer mood. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's literally the perfect video for the end of summer. Yeah. Um, So I'm glad I got to work that into the podcast Thanks to (laughs) Anna Navarro vacationing in Africa (laughs) But what were you going to say about Anna Before I brought up So on the hiatus She's been out there doing what she does best Vacation um, (laughs) uh, No, but she's been on CNN You know, Uh yelling about Trump Yeah, you know, doing comedy Making good points Mm -hmm. Like killing it Um, But the other thing that Anna got wrapped up in was this Chris Cuomo Fredo (laughs) thing. Oh, my God. That, me at that is literally go to bed, go to bed. Yeah. So Chris Cuomo, as a lot of people know, he, well, he's a CNN anchor Mm -hmm. or host or whatever. Yeah. And his brother is the New York governor, I guess. Something. He's okay. whatever. Whatever. He's on CNN. Um, <laughs> like Anna Navarro. Yeah. And there's this video that came out of him like in the street and this guy <laughs> is heckling him. Um, and that the they like get in an argument and someone uh-huh. filmed it and he's being really like a aggra- like Chris Cuomo's like getting really worked yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's acting like, like a meathead. Like yeah. it's like something from Jersey he's like, Shore. Oh, punch you, bro. Yes. And he's acting like Ronnie. The heckler calls him fredo yeah and chris como says gets really worked up and he's like that's like the n-word for italians and i had never heard that word before Uh but apparently it is not the same as the n-word it's just like it's like from the godfather it's It's like it's like a name that you use it's like it's like lesbians who call who refer to other lesbians as a deb yeah, it's not. It's not. It's an. It's offensive in, yeah. a, in a certain. Yes, context. it's like derogatory. Yeah, but it's not. I think he was just like really gassed up and like wanted to fight. Yeah, but the fallout from that is that. <laughs> what does so, Anna have to do with this? Well, it's actually really funny, um, because so after that happened. The internet was, you know, going crazy. Being yeah. like, Chris Cromwell had this like weird thing. Yeah, he acted really upset, uh-huh. um, really mask. Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> decided to chime in. 
Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, Chris Cuomo, take it from me. Fredo isn't the N-word for Italians. It just means you're the dumb brother. Oh, my God. And then this video surfaced of Anna Navarro on oh, yeah. Chris Cuomo's show. And remember that time when Anna filed her nails yes. on CNN? She called Donald Trump Jr. Fredo, Fredo. on the show. And Chris Cuomo had little to no reaction. Yeah. So people were like, he didn't even blink. How can you get so offended at Fredo when you, Anna Navarro said it on your own show and you didn't even care? Yeah. He didn't even make the cut like that his brother-in-law and sister did to be part of the uh, Oval Office and the White House staff. Uh, Daddy kept Fredo back home. So who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? Who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? I think that, like, I literally just think he was, like, so riled up and wanted a reason to freak out and hit these people. Yeah. And it's, like, things are happening that people are so mad about that are, like, how can you just let these injustices happen? That then the littlest thing sets you off. And you're, like, I have no patience for people who support Trump because you think all of this is okay. And then you lose your mind and want to fight people. At, it was like they were at like a barbecue or something. Yeah. I just think it's all about the context. Like, yeah. it's diff- like obviously if someone yells an insult at you, yeah. you're going to get worked up and yeah. angry as opposed to Anna Navarro filing her nails on mm-hmm. CNN when she always says crazy stuff like that. <laughs> like, and to be fair, like he did kind of try to interrupt her after she said it. And it's like, you don't know whether or someone else interrupted and it's like you don't know maybe he was gonna say something yeah whatever whatever i just thought that was very funny well okay my last like couple little updates (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that before (laughs) just that um sherry shepherd has a movie out it's brian banks movie it's kind of i mean i don't want to get into it what's the name of the movie kevin Brian Banks movie. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought you said it's a Brian Banks movie. Well, it's about Brian Banks because okay. he is someone that was wrongly accused mm. of raping someone. Okay. Um, is this a movie that we can see in theaters or is it a movie that will air on... TVO and then we'll get nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. I think it's probably in like limited theaters. Okay. But it's a real movie. But he was a football player that was falsely accused of sexual assault and he mm-hmm. like went to jail for it. And while Ooh. that is awful, I think it's kind of like a I'm like, I don't love this choice. You don't love it for her. I just, I'm like, that's, yeah. you know, it's an interesting time to make a movie about a woman who did lie about getting Yeah, it's interesting to be like, we're going to make a story about the 0.5 to 2% of, but like, it's, yeah. of, of false accusations and like put, make that, like put the spotlight on that. Yeah. And it's like something maybe we should have just swept under the rug. Yeah. But anyways, let's make a movie about the like hundreds of thousands of like de- like rape kits that go untested. It's, Maybe let's focus on that before like, we tell this story. It's, yeah, I just I don't know. Whatever she you know she's she has to make a living. She was in the movie and she was promoting that and she was on Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. And Andy of course did like a speed round of like answer all my questions about Lady Sue Punch. Yeah. 
am I crazy or did she not just do that? Like, hasn't has she not answered questions about ladies who punch like every single time she's been on the view, uh, watch her have live. Well, I am more like, am I crazy or like, why is he still bringing up? <laughs> like, why is he, why is that still the game that he's playing with all of them now that they've all come on like twice since the book has come yeah. out? Yeah, And it's just like, how, what new information are we get? Are we going to get from this? Yeah. Nothing. And Nothing. you know what happened? What? It watch was, what happened. It was so chaotic. <laughs> The f- one of the first questions he asked, it made no sense. He was like, hey, so <laughs> what was it like that day that Elizabeth walked off set during the Barbara Elizabeth fight? And then he was like, because you were there. And then Sherry responded, yeah, I was there. What was your reaction to learning that Hasselback tried to quit during a commercial break because of Barbara Walters? And then they published the audio. Did you hear the audio? I mean, you were there that day. So. I was there, and I, when Elizabeth was going to walk off, I was like, boy, y'all white people are something else. You're going to leave a job. Um, you weren't there. Sherry was you weren't not there. there. What the hell? Th- this is like a case of someone being too much of a yes person. <laughs> Yes. And if you're wondering why she took that role in that movie, like exhibit A. <laughs> was Sherry hiding backstage years before she no, was No, I think that she probably didn't remember and didn't want to like she, she was probably just playing didn't, along. Yeah, yeah, she probably didn't remember enough to be like, wait, was I there or not? And she didn't remember the incident. And if she had been there and didn't remember, it would have been embarrassing like in that moment. So instead she was like, Oh my god, yep. Yeah, and Andy <laughs> so like crazy. so confidently is like, Well, you were there. Yeah. I mean, again, that's an example of like you didn't Why you don't do cocaine at work. Well that, but I was <laughs> Now say, we said it. But I was gonna say another example of why you should hire me to yeah. work on your show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was weird. And then he also like asked her about the time that, so there's this thing, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but there's this weird thing that Andy Cohen brings up constantly about how he <laughs> once got a smackdown from Barbara Walters. Okay. So he asked her about the day that he was on The View and it was during the Jenny Sherry Whoopi Barbara season Mm -hmm. and I guess like they were talking about um, American Hustlers Um, is that the movie American Hustle American Hustle (laughs) Um, and Barbara was like I didn't get that movie and Andy Andy said well maybe it's a generational thing Mm -hmm. and I guess Barbara was like so offended and was like like Uh on air was like fuck you basically but there's no video of it. Like I do believe it did happen, but there's no video of it on the internet. Just based on the fact that, so Andy wrote about it in his book. Uh He's talked about it in so many interviews. He talked about it on the Meredith Vieira show at length once. Is there a video of that day that he was like, interview like is there a video of his appearance on the view not on youtube or like anywhere where i can find it because i have looked very hard okay well we need to dig into we need to sneak in yeah get our hands on the archival footage find a super eight player so when sherry was on the view again he brought it up or was on his show he brought it up yet again to the point that i'm just like why are you so proud of having insulted Barbara Walters? 
I remember once uh, I was co-hosting with you ladies on The View and Barbara handed my ass yeah, to me. Yeah, she did. I remember that. And you and Jenny were so nice to me. You talked me off the ledge I know, because when Barbara said it to you, you was like, what? What? You know, and it was that thing of, here she go. You oh. called her old and yeah. she was like, hey, don't call me she old. She was like, that movie sucks and I'm not going to let you talk down to me about yeah. that. I just think that's really uh, interesting and yeah. weird. Okay, related, last one. <laughs> Meredith Vieira, she also did an interview with Us Weekly recently um, when they asked her about Ladies Who Punch, uh -huh. and she said that she didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, as soon as I found out that I came off good, yeah. I decided not to oh read it. Oh my God. <laughs> like, She's the best. She was, as soon as I found out yeah. that I came off as like the best, yeah. I decided not to read the book. That's a very fair <laughs> sentiment. Yeah. To be like, why would I read it? Like, I'm not going to, I don't care about anyone else's drama. Yeah. Wow. I love her. I wish nothing but the best for Meredith Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. I mean, I was interviewed for it, but, and people told me I came off okay. So I went, okay, that's all I need to know. I lived it, so I don't kind of want to read it. My memory of it was that it was a great time, great experience, yeah. Except for that <laughs> Joy Behar, but that's another matter. <laughs> and those are all my view updates. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, this um, brings us to the portion of the show uh -huh. where we cue the boating and seaside <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> I tried to do seagull. Seagull. I'm too hoarse. You're giving me more horse than seagull right now. I'm a little pony. <laughs> All right. So let's set sail for the Bahamas. I I've been wanting to watch this for so long. Uh-huh. It's, it's called All Aboard, Rosie's Family Cruise. Um, it's when she took 500 families, gay mm -hmm. families, but, you know, open to all families, really. There were six, 1,600 people. Um, and they all went on a cruise. Basically, it was Rosie's ex-wife, Kelly's Kelly. idea, because she had mm -hmm. always gone on cruises, apparently, and... Rosie and, wrote the check. And and Kelly and Rosie and a business partner, I forget the guy's name, but they are the ones who are like, okay, we're starting this and we're starting our, what is it? Our Family Cruises? Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the company is R, like the letter R. Rosie. Family for Rosie. Family Cruises or Family Vacations. Mm -hmm. And they, this was their maiden voyage. Yeah. They rented out the biggest cruise liner at the time, the Titanic. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, um, yeah. And so they like rented it out for this cruise. And the concept being like, so that gay families could feel comfortable mm -hmm. just being themselves. Yeah. In, because uh, it's, if, if a gay family were to go on a regular cruise, maybe 
they would be able to feel comfortable or maybe not. Like maybe people would stare at them where they wouldn't feel like they could hold hands or enjoy themselves to the fullest extent. And like that, although we've come a long way, that's still still an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's still something to think about when you you go on vacation. Think about it. You see something and then you think about it and then you say something. And so Rosie and Kelly, Kelly with an I saw something they thought about it and rosie and then they said something and rosie wrote a check (laughs) and made this cruise and part of the reason why i uh, wanted to watch this is because of the uh this video i saw of rosie appearing on the Mm -hmm. view a a long time ago we've talked about it on the podcast before um but we never did like the full we never like fully dove in yeah talking about the cruise so like rosie is on basically just to promote the cruise and star jones is the host it's star elizabeth barbara and joy and uh rosie explains to the whole audience like yes it's a gay cruise but it's really just about like family yeah and Anyone and can come. Yes. Absolutely. Anyone can come and have it's a good not time. Exclusive to gay people. It's a place where gay people can feel comfortable. So Rosie, let's talk about this cruise for a minute. Yeah. It's it's basic even though it's being billed as the gay cruise, it's not the gay cruise. The gay families are the leaders in it, but anybody that wants to come and party can come and party. Is that fair? Exactly. Okay, what good. happened is okay, we good. went up to P-Town for family week. My family last year, right after the show ended, and my kids had the greatest time. And here was a mixture of people, straight people, gay people, all getting along, black people, white people, Hispanic people. <laughs> it's one of my kids' favorite places, P-Town. Okay, my kids too. And yeah. so they said, wouldn't it be great if we could make this every year? Do so-? And I said to Kelly, well, what could you do? And she used to be in marketing. She goes, what about a cruise? So I wrote the check. So then they're like, we're going to give away, like, oh my God, great news audience. We're giving away, like, a cru- the, a trip on this cruise. Yeah, now, yeah, that, and anyone can go. So, yeah. And we're going to give away this <laughs> wonderful free trip yes. to the Bahamas. And it's valued at, like, $3,000. Yeah, and they pull out a fishbowl and draw for the winner. The person that stands up, mm-hmm. that wins... Turns this. down the cruise. Rosie basically decided to give someone in our audience a chance to go on the cruise with three other family members. Early this morning, everyone in our audience put their name on a card and it's now in the fishbowl. So we're about to pull. Okay? Rosetta, it is. You want to be Martha Stewart? <laughs> no. But I would love for her to come on the cruise instead of having to go to jail. You be quiet. The winner is Adele Larizillary. Who is Adele? Adele! How are you? Do you want to come up now? Do you want to come on the trip? You don't know? Are you scared? A little scared? Is the gay thing scary? Yeah, what? There's going to be a bunch of kids. There's a lot of going to be there. If you don't want to go, should we... You're You're getting married? We just rewatched it and yeah. I realized that Meredith is there too. Yeah. Um, 
So they pull it out. This is around the time when Martha Stewart was going to jail. Uh So Rosie pulls it out and she makes a joke about Martha Stewart. And then she says the real person's name. And then Adele something. It's like Adele Adele Dazeem Delanisberry. Like it's something. It's a nonsense name. First of all, (laughs) the woman stands up and she's immediately like uncomfortable. She's immediately mouthing the words, not me, not Not me, me, not not me. me. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have stood up at all. Or put your name in. Like, it's not like as if they held a gun to your head and were like, you better put your name in this fishbowl. But like, she could have just sat there and they'd be like, oh, no one's claiming it. Yeah. Okay, move on. But she stands up and then Rosie's like, oh, are you... You're scared, like you don't like. Yeah, because she's going not like, me, not me, and shaking her head. You're scared of gay people. Yeah, like, she's what's like, happening? no, don't worry, it's for families. Like you get to bring three other people. It's just for families. And then she's m- mouthing slash saying, "I'm going on the Queen Mary in November." And Rosie, <laughs> Rosie, like seeing the best in people, she's yeah. like, "Oh, you're getting married." Yeah, like you she's can't like, go. No, I'm going on the Queen Mary. <laughs> The smaller boat in November. <laughs> She's like, I already have a cruise book. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? She's like, I don't need your um, dike cruise. <laughs> because me, not dike, me, Queen Mary in November. Ever heard of it? Yeah. It's a straight cruise for straight people. And so it's so anticlimactic and uncomfortable and further, it's like further proves the point of why Rosie had to make this cruise. Yeah. It didn't even, it didn't come from a place of want. (laughs) It came from a place of need. Yeah. It's just crazy because like, ugh, like we, yeah. Just shut your pie hole and take the cruise, you old hag. And it it wasn't just for her. It wasn't like she had to go on the cruise with all these families. It was her, her and three other people. Yeah. Three cruises. Like, okay. Also, Three I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this. If the day that we went on The View, if Elizabeth Hasselbeck had been there promoting a cruise and was like, I'm it's giving away, cruise. it's a Christian cruise and I'm giving away four tickets on my Christian God cruise. Yeah. And we had one in the moment I would have shut my pie hole and been like, oh my God, ha ha ha, done like a queen wave and been like, thanks. Yeah. And then thought about it and been like, I probably don't want to go on this cruise give it to someone else yeah yeah i wouldn't have like made an ass of myself and the other person yeah and it just shows just like the homophobia jumped out sis it jumped out and we see you and we know your full name yeah uh i can't remember it because it was it was an insane (laughs) mcgregor mcdonald whatever the fuck and we're gonna find you and we're gonna we're gonna find you and we're gonna take you to we're gonna take you and sit you down with a drag queen and we're gonna, and we're gonna force you to see Moulin Rouge on Broadway <laughs> you're gonna like it so okay so we knew about this cruise from that moment and we've been talking about it for a long time yes and so today we would like to give you the our full story top five reasons why you sh- need to watch this documentary yeah. and where you can watch it is you can watch it on crave in canada yeah and you can watch it on hbo if you have a streaming platform or you could probably find it like on vimeo or something illegally. yeah <laughs> you, know. you know what to do we don't you, have to tell yeah. you but i'm just saying yeah <laughs> okay just saying marie 
What are the top five reasons that people need to watch Rosie's Cruise? Do you want me to list them all at once or are we, should we go step by step, step and keep by them step. guessing? Step okay. by step. Number one is the fashion. Mm. So on a completely, just on a completely aesthetic, superficial level. Yeah. So the, this was shot in 2004 because that's when it made its maiden voyage. But it came out in 2006. Yeah. And there are times when I'm watching it when I'm like, yes, this does feel like it was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. There are other times, like, because there are times when I'm watching it being like, this came out the same year that, like, The L Word was on and Sex in the City. Which- and when you compare them, and those are eight, like, and and when you compare the the fashion and the production, you're thinking, like, okay (laughs) yes then there are other times when i'm looking at it and i'm thinking this for me is 1992 (laughs) yes but when you said the l word Uh my fashion takeaway aside from the bandanas that rosie is wearing because rosie's wearing a bandana in every scene every single scene which is not getting her hair done it's incredible yeah but the tiny sunglasses are such yes. a staple in the L word and on this cruise. Everyone, every lesbian mm-hmm. is wearing tiny Little sunglasses. Little matrix sunglasses. That's yeah. a really good point that I hadn't even considered. It's the tiny sunglasses. And also, they all have very practical haircuts. They all have very <laughs> They all have like Alice's haircut from the first season. Yeah. And Alice's armband tattoo from the first season. Yes. Oh, and the men and women armband the- tattoos. <laughs> And same, same barber. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, they all have and the same hair. Like we were thinking, we were talking about this when we were watching it. Some of the fashion, it's like, okay, some of the fashion feels like it was stuff that was on trend in like 2004. And so it's not that crazy far yeah. away. But then there's some of the fashion is like more far off to the point that now we've cycled through and it's, it's back, back in around like the tiny sunglasses. Yeah. And like, um, what was the man? He was wearing oh a, my a God. Tight dress. He was wearing dress pants or like chinos <laughs> yeah. and a tight, uh, printed tank top. And I was like, skin tight. This is what the kids are wearing today. Yeah. And with their one dang tucked earring, in with, the, with it tucked in with their one dang yeah. earring. Yes. And, like, and there's a scene when we're Kelly that's Brooklyn baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene. Um, there's a scene when um, Kelly, Kelly, Rosie's wife at the time, who has is, the same practical lesbian yeah, haircut that they who, all have. I remember, like when I was a kid, looking at Kelly and being like, "Oh my god, like so much." No, like hate it. And rewatching this, being like, "Okay, Kelly, kind of was it." Like, I was like so femme, like so, so femme, <laughs> so femme, fresh, fabulous, kind of hot. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where she's wearing like a blouse that's like spread eagle open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number six. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she's wearing like a blouse and like like dress pants with like it tucked in with a belt. And I'm like that again, that's a look that would now be like fashion lesbian. Yeah. And also I want to say like the sunburns under the fashion court <laughs> category. Because if you watch this, you will see so many sunburns. Yeah. The white people in general sunburns yeah. <laughs> are starring. They're the star of the show. Yeah. You new sunburns in new areas every time <laughs> someone's doing an interview. It's like 
different patterns and placements yeah. all over their body because they've been swapping out their bikini tops yeah it's, yeah it's so fun to watch yeah um, and i would say that you know is filed under the fashion i think so too as well as uh rosie wearing a bandana holding a bottle of beer <laughs> at one of the like musical nights yeah. yeah so there's like you can see her when she's at her most comfortable i think is with the bandanas and there's like eight different bandanas that make an appearance mm-hmm. in it. And that to me is like, it's like a chicken and the egg thing because when I was in grade six, which probably would have been around or what year would, would no, no. When, okay. You wait, no, when like I was in grade, grade six, 11 or grade, no, when I was, grade in grade, nine. when I was in grade six and seven, which would have been around 2001, 2002, I was wearing so many bandanas and I'm like, was Rosie always wearing bandanas? And because I was obsessed with Rosie at that time in my life, is that why I started wearing bandanas or were lesbians just doing bandanas at that moment in time? In my elementary school days, those bandanas were a trend. The way you wear it with like a triangle in the back. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was okay. So maybe it was just a universal thing. It was fashion baby. (laughs) I remember having my bandana period. (laughs) Next. What's the second reason to watch? uh, Oh, the people. Yeah. So the thing, so I think like, I want to clarify this movie, although it, is Rosie's movie in the t- in title it's more like a documentary about people and why they're on this cruise yes yeah. and very earnestly it is heartwarming as mm-hmm. fuck it's it's really moving and I even though it's from 2006 it feels like we would need it again yeah, and the it's story like, <laughs> the story is still the same. Like, yeah. It's a lot of... Um, well, one of the interesting things is that Rosie, although she had like a lot of... It was a fun cruise with entertainment and parties and mm-hmm. stuff. She also had people in to like talk to people about how to go about adopting or uh-huh. getting pregnant. Because that's a thing that like straight people don't have to think about. It's yeah. they... You know, gay people have to really like put a lot of work in to have a child. It's a whole different thing. Like even like, yeah, straight couples have to think about planning for family, but. But also they can get pregnant at the drop of a hat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a whole, it's a conversation that doesn't really happen for anyone. And especially it doesn't happen on a societal level for gay people people or gay parents yeah so it really hones in on a lot of the stories of the parents um on how they were how they came to be able to adopt and also like talk to people who were like a lesbian couple that was Mm -hmm. like trying so hard to get pregnant and weren't weren't having any luck um and then they they end up mingling with these two uh beachy looking gay guys (laughs) And they form a, a bond over yeah, how they you know, swap. both want to have kids. Yeah. And then they end up uh, by the end of the movie, like it doesn't happen like that fast. Uh-huh. But by the end of the movie, they like end up uh, deciding to give the lesbian couple their sperm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really heartwarming to watch these things unfold. Well, that's kind of what we figured out with uh, the cruise is that you never know what you'll find. Yeah. Even ideally a couple like yourself that 
you know, wanted to yeah. um, swap. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of better terms. Yeah. So, Help yeah. one another out. Or exactly. Yeah. You're like, I just met you 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I know. What are you proposing? My brain is going 90 miles an hour. Like, yeah. Ever since we got in the boat. Yeah, but we have constant. seven days, so, you know. Well, maybe we, yeah, um, we should, we should we get together like, for a um, dinner or something. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time since I asked two girls out on a date. <laughs> and so it kind of focuses on like maybe like five um, different couples specifically and like follows the reasons why they're on this cruise, how their family came together, um, whatever their story is, it kind of like hones in on that. There's like a guy who was an NFL player who's there with his um, uh, husband. Boy toy. And they're with his, <laughs> and their kid. There are, there's like a really hot lesbian couple. Oh my God. Who's there with their teen daughter. And their teen daughter looks like she's mature and she yeah. looks like, exactly like them so it yeah just there's some like, it's like her and the mom look identical and then the mom has her wife is this like hot spanish lady it just looks like three strong lesbian women it does <laughs> and then um the the girl mentioned like my uh like i'm scared because like my mom's wife isn't uh isn't f like from the united states right. and i'm scared that be or not wife but like partner i'm scared that because inez. they can't inez <laughs> it was like inez yeah. or something she's like i'm scared that because they can't get married she could be deported and this was something that she was thinking about in 2004 when it was filmed yeah think about like how relevant that is now and i was like holy crap and imagine and that, like, like yeah like that's a whole thing it's such a yeah and it, it's such a win i guess that mm -hmm. like gay people can get married now yeah. because like that was the fear that was a legitimate concern yeah. even though they had been together for like a decade um spooky, spooky. <laughs> oh my god okay so we focus a lot on the people and then we get little tidbits of like rosie and Kelly and what they do with their days and their family. And then we also get like a sneak peek at some of the performances and entertainment that the people on the boat are privy to. And it's a lot of musical numbers. We're your dream girls. There's boys. a, yeah, there's a, a three male <laughs> chorus <laughs> performance of dream girls. Uh -huh. There's a, a really special performance of all that jazz. Oh, yeah. There is comedian Judy Gold. <laughs> um, Which I should also say, Joy Behar performed on one of these cruises oh as well. Oh my God. It wasn't the inaugural one, yeah. but she has performed oh my on the God. cruise. And they mentioned that in the View interview. And then, without any intro, <laughs> he's a because nobody. it was completely overlooked at the time, Billy Porter is performing. <laughs> like... And he's performing like the gayest, like theatrical. I don't even know what it is because the reference is like too yeah. deep for me. When even. I saw it, so the first time that I watched this was like about six months ago. And then when I rewatched it um, last night and then again today, <laughs> but when I rewatched it, I literally was like Tiffany when she is like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I had that reaction to seeing Billy? him. <laughs> Billy Porter? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because he's like such a huge star now. But like on this cruise, he was just, just one of another the one of the Broadway like 
performers <laughs> yeah. that people didn't <laughs> that people wouldn't have like known by name yeah yeah oh one woman that i did want to mention there's a woman who they interview who is like with her husband it's an older woman oh but she reminds me of adele who would not accept the cruise but she's like in looks very similar in personality opposite because she was like i told my stitch and bitch uh ladies (laughs) that i was going on a cruise with my husband smb (laughs) i was going on a cruise with my husband because and because i think one of their adult children was gay yeah and she was like and and they were like, aren't you worried about going on a cruise with gay people? And I was like, grow up. Because <laughs> it really was wa- like, um, yeah, at that woman in the audience. Because it really was for everyone. Like there was also like a straight or heterosexual couple mm-hmm. that brought their teenage son. Yeah. Who was gay. And I thought mm-hmm. that is so like, how lucky is yeah. that kid? Yeah. Like, that's so nice. And then also there was a lesbian couple that had brought one of their moms with them. Who's oh, not yeah. accepting of gay people. No. She brought them on the cruise to like normalize it and show that like their family, just like everyone else. Yeah. And it, like interviews her and she's like, well, although I am enjoying myself on this <laughs> She's like wearing the lanyard. Looks like she's having the time of her life. Slightly like sunburnt. Tipsy. (laughs) But she's still like, I don't think that they should be allowed to get married. It's like, what more can we do? What am I going to do? She's still my daughter. We love her. It's a bit of a a walk still. (laughs) It's not a stretch. I got two other daughters. They have, they're married. They have children. And they're both Christians. They changed the religion. She changed yeah. to become somebody else. It's really cool. Nobody right. follows mommy's footsteps. <laughs> you're here. But That's, you know what? I still do not agree that the lesbians or gays, they should get married woman to woman, man right. to man. And we're having discussions about Because I think that God created men and a woman to get married. Otherwise, there wouldn't be children. And like literally, her having the time of her life, having spending time with her daughter, having a great week and then still being like, but I still don't think they should be allowed to get married because I think God created marriage to be between a man and a woman. Like, first of all, what God didn't create marriage. Like, yeah, (laughs) people created marriage. It's a made up system from the olden days that had to do with like owning land. Yeah. And it's, it's Adam and Steve, not (laughs) Adele and Dazeem. Yeah. So yeah, the people were great. You get to hear a lot of like really touching stories and I would yeah. love to hear like where they are now because it's mm-hmm. almost, is it like 15? It's coming yeah. up on 15 years. Okay. Reason number three is because you have to find out about these teens. Yeah. So uh, a lot, of, there were a lot of teens on the cruise that were, um, had gay parents uh-huh. and they, were, and they straight were straight teens, but there was like a clique that formed yes. of these teens and they were all, they're all having the best time of their lives because were, these are like at your average, like all American quote unquote teens who just like, you can tell that they put up with some shit in their lives let's for having gay parents. They were having a bit of a, euphoria yes moment and it's so it's like they all bond over the fact that they put up with dumbass people giving them shit about their parents when they just want to live their lives like mm-hmm. do weed stay up all night 
like okay, spill their slushies on the floor and have let's sex. Let's cut the shit because <laughs> let's talk about what they were really doing. And there's this scene where all the teens are there in the morning and yeah. clearly the cameraman had like known that some shit had yes. happened and went over to them and was like, so where have you guys been all night? Uh-huh. And they're like, well, we were supposed to go in the hot tub and then stay up all night and watch the sunset uh-huh. and then blah, 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 blah. But so-and-so fell asleep and they're like, well, why were They're like, any- Emily wanted to take a nap. Yeah. And they're like, well, why wasn't Emily or any of you in your beds last night? Yeah. And it's like, they were doing they an orgy. They were doing an orgy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also like they they just get to be teens without people giving them shit yeah. about about just living their lives. But then there's also like this really touching scene at the end where they kind of do like a Q&A with yeah. kids and teens who have been raised by gay parents and they were like the younger kids get to ask the older kids questions about what it's been like and they give these really beautiful answers Mm -hmm. and there's one teen that marie okay so there's one teen whose parents um both look like tignataro i'll just leave it at that and they're a beautiful family the entire cruise looks like (laughs) tignataro and i'm not just talking about lesbians i'm talking about the gay men and lesbians that's true um so there's this teen named Megan who I can only like in my notes I wrote down Ricky Lake energy because she <laughs> was put, she was putting out you know it's true she was putting out Ricky Lake energy she was like owning every scene was so well spoken and like so they kind of follow her story um like growing up with her mom who got a divorce from her dad and then like found her partner and she's been and this teen megan has been living with her mom and her partner her whole life one night i dreamed that i was kissing a boy and it was i was really happy about it and i woke up and i started crying because i was so upset that i was that i was straight and i cried and i went and i told my mommy mommy i was kissing a boy in my dream you said that's okay honey you can kiss a boy there's nothing wrong with it it's a natural thing (laughs) you know a lot of people a lot of girls kiss boys it'll be fine Uh and they just had like a really nice beautiful story and then when they got to the towards the end when they're doing that kind of q a with the group of kids and the older teens they ask her or actually parker rosie's son asks megan have you have people ever been mean to you because they don't like gay people right and then megan answers like so eloquently and so nicely and that's when i was like ricky lake energy and i was like i want to know it's like i need to know that they ended up okay yeah and so i put my we were watching it (laughs) i put my private detective hat on and i looked it up and her name is Megan uh, J- Jacoby, and she's now a therapist. Yeah, and you know she's like the coolest yes. therapist. Okay, well, I know <laughs> that she is because I found her website. It's MeganJacoby.com. Polyamory, non-monogamy, and kink is one of her specialties because she was like, the stigma around it <gasps> can be deterrent to people seeking therapy. And so like this is... I'm offering like a space where you can come and talk about it and not feel like you can't tell me things. Oh my God. Like talk about your kink. 
Yeah, like if you're having a problem with your, if you want to go to therapy and talk about your relationship problems and stuff, but you feel like you can't talk about certain things because you're polyamorous or you are involved in like kink relationships and you feel like you can't be honest or like you're not going to receive like non-biased feedback about yeah. it. She's being like, no, well, I already I'm opening know. my doors. And then I already and- know that I feel comfortable. I mean, I don't think I need kink therapy <laughs> yet. But it remains to be seen. Well, if you need it, her doors are open. And she also obviously specializes in LGBTQI+. She knows. Uh, And that's the type of thing that Adele Dazeem missed out on (laughs) and could have gotten literally for free. The wickedly talented. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so reason number four is we get this really... uh, I don't know. How would you describe like it's like foreshadowing, but not um, it's like it's just this kind of very interesting coincidence in the view universe where Rosie speaks about John McCain. And yes, it's just one of those things where you're just like, why does everything about the view like come down to like boil down to Rosie and John McCain? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like it's like Rosie, John McCain and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That is what the view is. Yeah. It's insane. Okay. What's weird about it to me is that at the time and looking at it, it seems like such a throwaway scene that unless... But now the, it's so the, important. Yeah, yeah. Unless the editor was able to see into the future and be like, this will be important because they there will be something that ties them later on. Right. You wouldn't have... You, you would leave it on the cutting room floor because you'd be like, it's kind of a throwaway. So, Charles, are you going to come with us to Key West? Yes. Good. The Republicans got 48 votes, 12 short of 60 they needed. And which Republicans said no? John McCain. John McCain, my man. Who else? We're going to send them all bottles of champagne. Rosie is sitting in a room with Kelly and the mm-hmm. kids, and they're just kind of talking. And it, it's, it's such like, a, it happens very quickly. Yeah, she's and like she's, scrolling on her computer while people are getting ready. She reads an article about uh, a Senate vote that was yeah. going on. And so like, what was the thing that they were voting on? And that, well, that's the thing. Like they don't even, they, they don't, don't say even it fully explain it in the movie. They kind of allude to it because there are other scenes of people talking about the ban on gay marriage but they never explain why they put that scene in. And that's the other thing why I'm like, what psychic was like, this yeah. is important. But like, so they're voting on. So at that point, the states were allowed to decide if they were making gay marriage or like civil unions legal or not legal. So it went state by state. And so this was like, they wanted to amend the constitution to make it so that gay marriage was illegal across the board. And so that the United States would be deciding for the states, like the, they would be deciding, no, you can't, like, you don't get to decide yourselves. Right. And the Republicans, so this was like uh, an amendment that would ban gay marriage. And then John McCain voted no on because, the amendment. Because I think he just said, like, what is the point of this? Like, it was, what is the point? And I mean, I want to be hopeful and think, like, yeah, it was because he was pro-gay marriage. But a lot of times, rep- like, what Republican ideology boils down to, and I'm talking, like, old school McCain Republican, not <laughs> McCain deep dish Republican, is that they don't think that the 
the White House should be deciding what individual states are allowed to do. But that was a very interesting. Yeah, it's so weird that Rosie's like, that's my man, John McCain. Yeah. Okay, one thing that I wanted to mention that I forgot to bring up about the teens is there's a a point where um, when they're leaving the cruise, when they all have to leave and like everyone's very sad about it, obviously. They have to break up with their boyfriends. They have to break up with their boyfriends. Um, And Megan says, I'm going to miss feeling safe and happy and funny all the time. And that is me when this podcast eventually ends. I'm going to miss feeling funny all the time. It's me leaving band camp for, <laughs> for the third and last time because I aged out of the band camp oh system. Last day in paradise. <laughs> I hope everyone gets to experience this. So special. So pure. Oh yeah, so the last okay, number four. No, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah. no. This is that was number four. Number five, the last reason why you should watch this documentary uh-huh. is because of the haters. Okay. So <laughs> the haters in the Bahamas. Okay, so they the the this was the first time that they did this this cruise and their plan was to stop in Key West in Florida for one day. So like you disembark i don't know what the what the boat terms are you you get off the boat overboard for a day you go you get thrown overboard in key west and then you get thrown overboard in nassau in the bahamas Uh and that was the original plan and it was in part because rosie and kelly when they would go on like vacation on like a destination vacation that's where they they would would always go to the bahamas and no one batted No an one eyelash. ever gave them shit for it. Yeah. So they somewhat like um, naively thought that it wouldn't be a problem to like disembark in Nassau with like 1,600 people on board. But there were two small churches that organized protests on mm-hmm. the day that they were getting off the boat, like anti-gay protests. And But some of their signs honey oh so one of the signs that i pointed out that it was like (laughs) so the lot of them were like if you're gay go away yeah but then there was one sign that i saw that was like if you're openly gay (laughs) go away and i'm like does that mean if you're closeted gay like meet me in the back that's like exactly the vibe that it gives (laughs) off there was also one that was like even the animals know homosexuality is a sin and like it's so ironic because also today I saw that video on Twitter of the two male lions having sex and then the female lion coming up and being like, what's my boy doing? <laughs> um, she gives him kisses and she kisses his face while he's bottoming. And then the top lion gets pissed off and like, and um, removes himself and then runs after her being like, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's the line. I think that's the live action Lion King. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I I guess that's a scene from it. Yeah, I think it takes place at Pride Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was like, okay, idiots. I've I saw the lion sex tape, so I know your sign is wrong. I think it's just like yet another example of how open relationships wreak havoc oh on God. society. But okay, so these people are not happy. Rosie doesn't get off the boat because she's like, if I see that and I see them like yelling at kids, I'm gonna 
I'm going to like go ballistic. And rightfully so. They These are grown adults in the streets who clearly had nothing else to do on a Saturday and organize this event to scream at literally at like yeah. children with their parents, and like the small children. And the, and the kids are crying and these people are yelling. Kids are Go, crying. Kids are crying people and these are people screaming. are yelling it's and they're really yelling chaotic. like, Go just, away, sissies. I and it's like, wish everyone would stop. <laughs> stop it. It's so stupid because then they interview other people from Nassau being like, I just like these people are embarrassing me like the we're like a tourism the country. yeah we're a tourism country and like who gives a fuck and there's one woman who's like I just think there are bigger issues that we need to like be spending our time on mm-hmm. instead of doing making this like mess of ourselves and it's true and it's so stupid and I also just feel like I just wouldn't have gotten off the boat. I didn't get off the boat because I thought I'd get into a fight with someone, number yeah. one. Or number two, if I saw them being rude to a passenger, I probably would have gone ballistic. Yeah. And that's all they want Protective. is a little oh, yeah. news clip. Yeah, so I didn't do it. Sure. Kelly and I and the kids, whenever we go on vacation, the only place we go is the Ocean Club at the Bahamas. No one ever protested us. Not yeah. once. But yeah. I bring a couple thousand friends and all of a sudden everybody's <laughs> protesting. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when we originally spoke about this on and off the air... I personally was under the impression that the cruise had only happened once. And that is because when you Google like Rosie's cruise, this is the only one that comes up. Mm-hmm. And it's because I knew, th- I knew that it was ongoing, but yeah. I, uh, but you didn't want to, I didn't know it was it. still to this day. Yeah. So that's the thing. Okay. So if you look up Rosie's cruise, this is kind of the only one that comes up. But if you look up our family vacations, There's a slew of information out there (laughs) that I had previously never looked at that talks about the other voyages that they did like um, in the years following. So our family vacations still exists. Like I'm holding for everyone to be shocked. (laughs) It still exists. If you go on their website, though, if you didn't. If you were if you weren't like I wonder why it's called our family, you would never know that Rosie O'Donnell has anything to do with it yeah. because they've completely scrubbed her off the website, off their history, off of anything about how they were founded. Yeah. And it lists um I keep on wanting to call her Carrie. It's Kelly. It lists Kelly and the other guy who started the first one as the founders and like goes into great detail about how they decided to found this company. No mention of Rosie anywhere on the website. But I'm not surprised that like Rosie scrubbed from the website because even Rosie from the very beginning said this was Kelly's idea. Mm -hmm. I just wrote the check. Yeah. And she says in every couple, there's a flower and a gardener. I'm the flower. Kelly's the gardener. So. And to me, that was shocking. That waters yeah her. yes and so she does all of the work and rosie was the flower and the name and that's why it's still and called our family vacations i don't know it's just interesting it's just interesting and i can't believe that it's still going on and that i had no idea because i thought that i've been like saying out loud putting it on the universe that i 
I thought that all the gay cruises had been like closed down and stuff because I thought Olivia was gone and I thought that the other one was gone yeah. and I thought our family was gone. No, they're still doing it. I'm just an idiot who doesn't know how to <laughs> Google things properly unless I'm trying to find out what well, happened to young Ricky you know Lake. What? This entire like <laughs> process of doing this podcast and watching this movie has yeah. been an exploratory experience. <laughs> And like now we know and hopefully other people will now know. Yeah. So my message, like if you could take away one thing from this episode, I would say watch the movie. It's it's funny. So like, yes, it is something to watch with friends and be like, haha, so funny. 2004. But it's also really, really heartwarming. Yeah. And it is it will make you cry and feel things and it will make you think, wow, we've come so far. But also, relevant. wow, this is this could come out today and it would still be relevant. Yeah, um, th- this is going to be a, a two hour episode. <laughs> uh, minimum, minimum. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a mini series. But before we take off mm-hmm. on our cruise and this journey <laughs> called life, um, I'd love to just talk about what you think is on the horizon for The View before we say goodbye. Because the view is coming back tomorrow, well, uh, Monday, Tuesday. Here's the thing. I've learned in the years that we've done this podcast to expect, expect the, the unexpected. unexpected. Like, I've never, like, I've learned to never say, put things out there being like, oh, it's perfect. We finally settled on a great cast. Mm-hmm. Jed is leaving. Like, I've not, ne- you know, I've learned to Kiki not. Palmer, Kiki Palmer is joining Sarah Haynes. So, on. like, I've learned to not even think about it in that way. I'm more so just excited to see what, how people, like, I'm excited to see people's growth. Yeah. I would like to see Abby come back with a fucking vengeance. Like, <laughs> claim your seat at the table yeah. like take it this is the peak of your career yeah you're no longer pregnant <laughs> yeah you make a good point she has the people around her to support yeah. her and help her that she could be like i'm gonna be the best yeah. thing this show has ever seen i'm gonna focus on this i'm not gonna worry about like other things okay so thank you for listening to our special three to four hour uh, episode where I was a little pony. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even listened. Like speaking of horse. Yeah. I haven't even listened to Lindsay Lohan's new song. <laughs> I really like it when you guys tweeted us. Yes. Just be nice. Tell us your thoughts about the new season. Yeah. I love that. So I live for that. Honestly. Yeah. It's like taking crack. Like, <laughs> I love hearing. I love when, you know, I do. I love when people, when I get a notification that someone has an opinion about the view or something funny. Yeah. I love hearing that. Like, um, the person that, uh, did the scientific study to see who talks the most mm-hmm. on the view at Kate Blanchett with, <laughs> with several T's. That's yeah. So like, I love that. That's hilarious. Oh. I love her work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe she's putting together one of the most <laughs> successful acting careers of this century. And while still also has time, has time to... to crunch numbers. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the new season. I hope you all had a wonderful summer. I um, hope you all took your tops off. <laughs> I hope you all got sunburns in different places that you didn't know could yeah. even burn. Um, looking forward to uh, fall anyways (laughs) have a great day everyone 
and take a little time to enjoy. It's the last day here in paradise. Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. So simple. So honest. So special. We're bringing Huntsman.